The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Catter Day, pet lovers. We have quite the show planned for you today. And if you'll excuse me, We are going to get pretty dirty around here with potty talk. Yep, you heard me right. Today is all about new products that can help us manage the pee and the poo that our fur kids produce. And depending on the size and the number of fur kids that you might have in your house, that could be a lot of pee and a lot of poo. In fact, in our house, we have four fur kids, two dogs and two cats. And we're going to cover products for both species today. First up, though, we're going to talk about the cats. Frankly, in my opinion, it's the kitty issues that are the most troublesome. I hate going into a house and smelling a litter box. I really don't like it in my home. I mean, the cat's bathroom is in your house. And so controlling that smell that's in the litter box is a big, big deal. And there's a lot of things that are scented litter and that type of thing. But frankly, until just a few years ago, our cat's litter box was in the corner of the utility room as far away from the living space as possible. But now we've been able able to move our box into a warmer, more central place that's easier for the cats to access. And that's one of the products that we're going to be talking about today with Marcy Kosky. Marcy, you might remember from a previous episode about Geeky Gifts. She's from Feline Behavior Solutions. She's a cat expert. We just adore her. So happy to have you back on the show, Marcy. Hi, Lorian. Thanks for having me. And I know you told me that you could talk about litter boxes for days. For so days. For days. <laughs> so we're going to get you talking just about just for a couple minutes about them. <laughs> so I want you to jump on into this list. And I was excited because the litter box that I just mentioned that has moved to a central place in our home is the first one on your list, the litter robot. Tell everybody about it. Okay. So the litter robot is an automated litter box. And you're, I know you're thinking like, what? Automated litter box? That's amazing. Well, these, uh, I actually have a couple of automatic litter boxes on my list. Um, the litter robot has been out for a few years, uh, like Lorian said. And basically, it looks very kind of space agey. Um, there's like a large... It's one of the reasons of, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> there's like kind of a large globe on the top of the, the little box that it sits on. And your cat goes into the, the globe and uh, does her little kitty thing and then comes out. And what happens is, um, all right, so you just put clumping cat litter into the globe or the, the litter tray. But when the cat comes out, what happens is the globe kind of rotates and the clumps get retained in a little tray and the rest of the litter sifts out 
um, and then the globe rotates back and the solid waste, so all the poops and the clumps of cappy, um, get put into a litter, litter like receptacle type thing. And then you just empty that out. You, you put a cap, like a, a liner in it or a little trash bag. Mm-hmm. And all you do is just take out that bag like once a week, um, more or less, depending on yeah. how many cats you have. Um, we, we love ours, by the way. It's made yeah. a huge difference in our lives. <laughs> so there are several models. There's the open air bubble and kind of the classic, which which I think is a little bit smaller. What mm. what do you have? We actually started with the classic. We actually did some testing with Litter Robot with the classic, and then we moved over to the open air one. Uh, and uh, so and it's been cool because we've been able to give feedback to the company. The company is really responsive about feedback, which is another thing that we really love. And yeah. our cats at least love it. I could imagine, though, that this might be a little scary for some cats. Um, yeah. our, ours love it, but some cats, I think, might be a little spooked by this thing. Yeah, and what they did was they put a timer on it. So um, any cat, I think over five pounds, it's it's safe for cats to use. So if your cat weighs, weighs five pounds or more, the, the litter robot detects when your cat has left the box, and it waits for seven minutes. So your cat's not going to be sitting there doing her business, and then all of a sudden the globe starts spinning. That would be terrifying. Yeah, that would be tragic. <laughs> <laughs> your cat is not going back into that box. No. Not. <laughs> so, but we we love it. I would highly recommend it. But it's pricey. I mean, it's it's yeah. three hundred dollars or more to get yeah. it. But I. For, for us, at least, it's worth it because we don't have a smell issue anymore. Um, right. Let's jump. we got a lot to cover here. So let's jump okay. on to the next one, the, the new sifting litter box out of the UK that you mentioned here. Okay. So there's something called a smart kitty, and this is out of the UK, and there's not a whole lot of information available on it right now, but let me tell you, it looks cute. Um, <laughs> when automatic litter boxes first started coming out they were these sifting litter boxes so they would have like kind of a rake that goes over the litter box and I think that this is going to be very similar but this one has like a little fabric tent covering it and you can get the tent in all kinds of cute fabrics so sassy (laughs) some of these designs are horrible (laughs) so I don't know how well it's going to work and I don't know when it is coming out you can sign up for their newsletter um, if you go to the the smart kitty website Um, so that's something to keep an eye on Um, so but I don't really know too much about it other than that it's cute It is yeah. really cute. So I will t- keep our eye on this. And as we learn more about it, maybe at the n- upcoming te- uh, tech shows, we'll be able to talk more about it. Talk yeah. to me about the uh, Cat Genie. You know, this gets great reviews on Amazon, and I- I'd never heard of it before. Tell me okay. about that. Now, this is something that I have seen um, in several of my clients' homes, and they love it. So the Cat Genie is actually, it looks like a toilet for your cat. I mean, okay, so let me just say right up front, do not train your cat to use the human toilet that is bad and that's an entirely different topic (laughs) but the cat genie you actually set up right next to your toilet because you hook the cat genie up to your plumbing and it's super easy Uh, the plumbing just comes with like a it's like a little t-valve and you just hook it up onto your water where the toilet comes out the toilet water for fresh toilet Mm -hmm. water Mm -hmm. um and then and then the effluent from the the cat genie just goes uh you take it there's a tube that comes out of the cat genie and you just hook it over your toilet bowl and so it basically hooks up to your toilet or you can do it in your laundry room which i've also seen but 
what happens is your cat sits in this litter box. It's got like a round bowl and the bowl has these, um, these, uh, they call them granules. They are washable granules, so they don't disappear. They're permanent. Um, and the liquid, the urine filters through the washable granules and cat poop sits on top. And then your cat leaves the box um, and it comes with or without a hood. I I recommend no hood. Um, And then after a few minutes, what happens is the there's a little scoop and the scoop, the bowl kind of rotates and the the scoop takes out the solids. So the poop, because the urine has filtered down through the washable granules and the poop gets put into this. (laughs) this uh, tub and it gets liquefied. All the solids get liquefied. Um, And then there's a Sienna solution cartridge that uses water. Remember we hooked it up to the water um, and it mixes with the Sienna solution and all the, the granules get washed. Um, And then there's a blow dryer and it, it dries the crystals or the, I'm sorry, the um, granules and you have at the very end a totally clean litter box that has been washed and dried. Um, wow. How long does that, that take? I mean, how, how long does that cycle take? I'm not sure. Um, I know that you can program the box to do like automatic cleanings four times a day, mm-hmm. or you can program it to um, clean like a few minutes after your cat has left the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure how long the actual cycle takes what I would recommend is obviously if you were going to get one of these program it to clean after your cat leaves the box because if you're if you just have set program times mm-hmm. throughout the day if your cat's on the box and then it starts clean that your could cat's be bad freak out <laughs> yeah that would be bad that would be bad yeah. okay um so let's uh, that's a really cool I'm actually going to check that out a little bit more it's it's also a 300 plus product but it, it yeah. looks really awesome um this is actually the one that was on your list that I am most curious about yeah. tell me about pretty litter is this color litter that changes color tell me why that that's cool okay so let me just say The one thing that I really um, don't like about automatic litter boxes is that you are missing out on detecting health problems with your cat. So Mm -hmm. um, you don't see the litter or touch it, you know, so you don't know if your cat is having diarrhea or um, maybe they're going to the, they're urinating more or less frequency with more or less frequency. The pretty litter actually changes color depending on the alkalinity or acidity of your cat's urine or if there's blood in it. Um, So it can actually detect potential health problems way before your cat starts exhibiting symptoms, um, which can be literally a lifesaver. So your cat's litter changes color. Um, Normally it's yellow because the litter itself is white Mm-hmm. Um, normal urine will be yellow, but it will change either green or blue or orange or red, depending on different issues that are happening with your cat. Hmm. And could you use yeah. that with it? Could you use that with one of the automatic uh, litter boxes? So you'd still be I, seeing. I was thinking about that. I was thinking it might be, you might be able to use it with the litter robot. It's very fine grained. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that would maybe be a problem with it. Um, but I was actually thinking about that. You could not use it with the cat genie because the cat genie uses those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the distinct um, granules, the washable right. granules. They get washed, yeah. 
Right. That's, that's a, I, I, that fascinates me. I saw that a couple, uh, like just last year, I guess, at Global Pet Expo. And I was like, what is that? But that's really, that's really cool. I yeah. actually, and I, I wonder if, if like something along in the lines is also coming down the pike about the poo, you know, that can maybe detect issues there too. That would be really interesting too. Because sometimes yeah. when you get back to the poo, it's already been dried or whatever, and you're not really seeing the core issue. We have time for one quick, uh, one more. Tell me uh, about, is it Luop? Is that what it's called? I think I've always pronounced it the loop litter box. Loops. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. So- it's, it's pretty low tech, but it's really clever. <laughs> I'm actually more of a traditionalist when it comes to litter boxes. So this, this works for me because um, it seems like it's really easy. So what it is, is, is a strain. It's a litter box strainer, essentially. Um, so it's a system of three litter box trays and each one has um, like, they're, they're like a grill on the bottom. So what you do is the, the litter boxes are stacked. There's three. And when you want to clean out the litter tray, you just pick up the top tray and sift, 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 sift. Your clumps stay in the tray. All the clean litter has fallen through to the next two trays, right? Um, and then you turn the, um, well, you throw out the waste first. But then you take that top tray that you just emptied out, turn it 180 degrees so the grids no longer match up. Mm. And then you put it on the bottom of the stack and you're done. Mm. That's it. So you're not having to like re-pour and everything like that. It's just a continual process of scoop. Of exactly. You don't need a litter. Pour. You don't need a litter box scooper. You don't need. Mm. Yeah. It just. That is just, pretty clever. And it's, and it's pretty it. affordable too. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, <laughs> Marcy. You great. are welcome. Great, great stuff. I'm going to have you back to talk about more stuff later. Um, hopefully not as potty talk, but you know, still fun <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, next up, folks, we are going to dig into doggy doo-doo. And we are going to chat with Tom Arnold, one of our favorite geeks, about some really geeky products that are out there for scoop and poop. Hang tight and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts, voiceamerica.com. 
is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back and we are deep in the doo-doo here at Pet Lover Geek. (laughs) For those of us that have a dog or more than one dog, a great deal of our time is spent bending over and scooping poop. Now, supposedly, according to some stuff I found on the internet, an average dog produces about three quarters of a pound a day of fecal matter, depending on size. And that's more than 250 pounds of poo every year. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So not only is that really unpleasant to pick up, if you've ever had to do that, you understand what I'm talking about. But the other thing is it's full of pathogens, things like Giardia, Salmonella, E. coli, even gross things like roundworms. And clearly, picking it up can be a delicate situation. There's a lot of tools out there um, for helping us pick it up, you know, baggies and things like that. And we're always looking for new technology that helps us have less direct contact, keeps us as far away from that yuckiness as possible. So I've asked Tom Arnold, the chief technology officer from PetHub.com and our show sponsor, to help me with this segment. And I sent him a list of some of the hottest new products that are out there for managing dog poop. And I've asked him to discuss them with us. Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, Lorian. Thank you. And uh, thanks for uh, allowing me to be a participa- participant in this topic. You're welcome. I know that when I sent you the email saying, hey, you want to talk about poop? You were like, yeah, please. <laughs> um, okay, so I sent you a list of a half dozen or so dog bathroom products to check out. I want to ask you, which one's your favorite? Well, the pooch shovel um, actually was at the top of my list. It's, uh, it's the one where... Um, it actually has a plastic bag around everything, including the opening, and then it's got this vacuum thing that's going on that's that's uh, pulling everything. And but I specifically appreciated that they pointed out that the plastic bag is covering the opening and everything, so that it never gets on the device at all. So I found that I found that uh, very helpful because every time I've seen those kind of pickup things, like the uh, the little uh, like Ricci ones that like a, a shovel that picks it up and, you know, clamps it in. I always think about having to clean that thing later. And so that's one thing that caught my attention about that one. Yeah. I, I, I thought that one was interesting too. As I'm, you know, we obviously haven't had a chance to test it yet, although it's on my list of things to get in here to test. Um, it's got a, pretty decent motor on it uh, and it says that it can quickly suction dog waste from grass concrete and even snow covered ground which uh, I know where you live up in the mountains would be really important my concern is that there are some pretty harsh reviews on it it seems like if you don't load the baggie in exactly uh, it's going to give you trouble which I can see how that could be an issue Um, it's kind of like a hit or miss type of thing it's a power issue for some people and a bag fitting issue for other people but it does it does look really um of all the scoopers that are out there that are power scoopers it does look like the most promising doesn't it yeah and it's not it's i was thinking about it i was like okay it always comes down for me is this something that i would use and i heard at your intro that you're saying that dogs uh, produce about three quarters of a pound per day and i was thinking uler can do that in one sitting (laughs) and so at least (laughs) i was thinking to myself okay but 
the the other problem with these, or my concern about things like this, uh, not just pooch shovel, but anyone in this um, in this area, is that uh, I'm assuming that they're thinking that you have a really nice kickable stool and all that, and uh, as they put it, quote unquote kickable, <clears throat> and his is certainly not kickable, um, not all the time, and so. Um, but where I see that there's huge value for this kind of thing is for people who can't easily bend over to pick stuff like that up. Or if you don't want to um, deal with the ickiness of, you know, feeling warm poop in your hand or even worse, cold poop in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how they'd love something like this. Yeah. And there's a couple of others that were on the list. What did you think of some of the other, uh, like the do- uh, duty digger pooper scooper? It doesn't look very tech, but it's I- more about design. Well, I appreciate the the techie of the design, but um, my reaction to it was uh, so. This is one where it has no moving parts. This one actually has on the upper part of it near the handle where you're holding it. It actually has the bag that attaches to the end of the tube, and then down at the bottom of the tube, the working end that you're using to dig around and you know kind of get get uh, the droppings into the end of the the nozzle or the opening. Then you have to uh, basically tilt it up, uh, raising that end up so that the poop slides down the shaft until it gets to the other end where the bag is. And of course, you know, I'm thinking about that again, uh, good for somebody who can't bend over and things like that, but it seems like it get really gross really fast. And I'd rather just use a shovel and a bucket in that case. Um, otherwise, because like with a shovel, I could wipe that on the grass or something. And this one, I kept thinking, is going to leave little poopy skid marks going down the inside <laughs> yeah. of that. And it's just like nasty. I have to deal with cleaning that thing later. And and for me, it's all about having to deal with cleaning messes later. I'd rather deal with something right up front than to have to dread thinking about dealing with something later. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the dealing with it later because no matter – where you what you use to pick up the poop there's the getting rid of it and uh you know i've we've i don't know if you've read some things in your local paper but we've certainly seen some things about you know how not good it is to put it in the yard waste system or in the um compost bins or anything like that that they pick up around seattle and so you end up with a lot of poop in your garbage and so there were a couple things here that i thought were really interesting um the the pet waste disposal systems we looked at there's a pet genie and then there was also the doggy dooley. What did you think of those two? Well, I assumed the pet genie was similar to like a diaper genie. They're kind of making a play off of that. And the way I read it as I was understanding it, understanding it was that um, it. one of the problems I always hate is that when I'm throwing a bag of dog poop into my trash can is that as the week goes on, as I get closer to collection day, it gets progressively disgusting, more and more disgusting, that smell coming out of the trash can outside, especially if it's, you know, during warm weather. And so the pet genie seemed like something where you could actually maybe have it if you're in a situation where you have uh, closer quarters and you're not able to keep your trash outside as much. It seemed like that was the, the perfect place to be able to have a contained um, contain that smell. And so that was my take on it. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, I think so. And I actually, this one, uh, I actually kind of think it's cool. Then I'd have to have cool. one of those then. I would have to have one yeah. if I was yeah. in a closed space. 
I, I think so. I think this is perfect for like apartment uh, dwellers, like you mentioned. And and if you don't have a way to get rid of the waste, anything other than putting it in the garbage, actually, this is, I think, a really good one um, for it. I'm really impressed by it. I, it seems like it's a fairly new product, though. I don't see many reviews out there for it. Um, there's something uh, called the Cat Genie that uh, Marcy just ca- talked about, and it's the same company, and that gets terrific reviews. So I would imagine that the tech is pretty solid um, if it's the, if, since it's the same company as the cat um, toilet product that they mentioned. It's really cool. I am particularly interested, though, since uh, I live a little bit more out of the city and I have a little bit of land, I'm really interested in this doggy dooley septic tank system um, because then I'm not having to put it in the garbage. What do you think of that? Well, I, I definitely love that. I love how it keeps uh, the plastic bags from going into the trash can, and I like how my garbage won't stink to high heaven uh, later in the week, as I mentioned, um, and how you just add water and this digester, uh, digester mix, that kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool, better for the environment, all that. Um, and I thought it'd be especially useful where you have uh, a business uh, or a family with a lot of dogs, uh, but a doggy daycare, things like that. That seems like that would make a lot of sense. For me personally, I'm in the same situation. I have a wooded area, one acre, so my dogs are you know, going into the woods where the humans don't tread, um, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but uh, 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 And when I'm out and about, I'm using plastic bags. So um, I'm not the audience for that one, but I could see, especially for businesses or large dog families, and you have a yard to bury it in, then I love the concept of a septic tank for dogs. I thought that was pretty pretty creative. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I too, um, most of the time I'm just putting it in the poo bag. And I usually, because of where I live, I don't have to um, go out, as you say, into the woods um, and, and look for those, um, just try to take it off the stuff that's near the, where the humans are. However, when I take the dog, uh, when I take Penny on a walk or anything downtown, I always have the poo bags with me. And what I was most interested in was, frankly, it's the easiest of all the tech or the simplest of all the tech. It was this waste light bag holder. Did you see that that I sent over to you? I did. Um, I like it because uh, I'm always taking Uller out at night with a flashlight and I even put an LED collar on him. So um, the way I look at it is usually I'm sitting there, uh, I'm a late night guy, so it's like midnight and 1am and I'm finally exhausted and ready to fall asleep. And just about then is when I'm realizing, oh, I have to take Uller out for one last time. So he's comfortable through the night or doesn't wake me up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and so it's one less thing to worry about. I grab the flashlight and it's already part of the flashlight and it's one less thing to look for. Um, now, uh, especially in an apartment setting and things like that. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get time. I don't mean to throw you off a little bit, but I want to make sure you talk about the dog racks because I, I had a thought about those too. But, but oh, yeah, I like definitely. the flashlight. Yeah, I think that this flashlight, so I like it for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's super duper small. It's inexpensive. It fits onto your keychain or onto your, your pet's uh, leash. So I love it. But you mentioned the dog rocks. Now, this is this is switching gears a little bit because it's about pee issues, not poo issues. Tell me about these dog rocks. Well, I've seen these guys around Super Zoo. I've seen them in a lot of shows. And the, the whole idea is that um, these rocks are to help uh, the dog urine from killing the grass. And I mean, I, I hate how in the past past yards that I've had, again, right now I've got a wooded area, but when I've been in a condo setting or uh, a nice yard, I hate how it looks like a 
patchwork quilt of grassy death. And so, you know, it's really sad to see all these pea spots all over the place. So I think that this would especially be helpful in apartments and condos and the like, because people are always uh, trying to look one for the right place to pee. And some people ignore those, those signs um, of where to pee. So, so I'm not really sure how it works. I don't know if it neutralizes the acidity uh, or or whatever it is that's killing the grass, or is it just giving them a target that they're shooting at? No, you I know, think and it's if it's a target something... thing, I've got a garden gnome I'd like to donate to the gods. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a target thing. Um, when I when I was reading into it, uh, and I know I just kind of threw this on you at the last minute to look at these things, but they're actually, uh, the rocks are something you put in your dog's bowl, and it the the ingredients that are in these rocks um, help, like you said, neutralize that acid that's there. Um, so when they're actually peeing out, they're actually helping to fertilize the grass rather than kill it. Oh my God. I was so way off on that. I was thought it was something that they had to aim for. And I thought I read it completely. So <laughs> sorry about <laughs> that's that. That's hilarious. Well, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a couple of garden gnomes that can go there too. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom, uh, for coming in and pinch hitting for us with the, uh, doggy doo-doo stuff. I really appreciate it. Hang tight. Always happy to talk about poop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I love the litter robot, by the way. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you're the one that introduced us to the litter robot in the first place. So awesome. Um, Hang tight, everybody. Next up, we've got a unique product that helps you tackle the tinkle to get urine and other things out of your carpet. And I promise you, it really, really works. I've used it myself. Hang tight. We're going to tell you all about it. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. I hope you are having as much fun as I am today with all the potty talk. We spent the first half of the show focusing on products that are going to help us manage our cat's bathroom issues because, well, frankly, they do all of their business in our home. And it's really important that we've spent adequate time talking about those tools that will help them keep that business 
in the litter box and off of our floors. However, as every pet parent unfortunately knows, even though our do- we know that our dogs are supposed to be doing all of their due deeds outside and cats generally do use the litter box as we hope they do, accidents happen. Or in the case of a really snarky cat, I know sometimes it's on purpose. And that is when it's really important to have a product that gets the stain and odor out. And I mean, really gets it out. Because, you know, I've had fur kids for decades and I've tried tons of products. And everybody even has like things that they've made up at home that they think work perfectly. But frankly, I've never really found anything that works really well on everything. That is until I met our next guest and I tried the product that she has from Unique Natural Pet Products. So I've asked Julie Holmes from Unique Naturals to come in today. I'm really excited for her to tell everybody about the science behind why her products work. Julie, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I, I'm, I'm really excited because I'm, I'm serious. We have had some cat uh, issues that I've never been able to get out of the carpets until now. And I want you to tell us about how Unique Natural Pet Products actually came into being because it's kind of a funny story about a road trip uh, in an RV. Actually, it <laughs> no, it's more of the apartment so, apartments because years ago when people were You'd move out of your apartment. You had pets. They would, say you only lived there six months, they would come in and roll up every bit of carpet and throw it in the trash. Oh, yeah. And ours is a family-owned business. And so with the, my father at the time owned a janitorial supply business. And he said, this is absolutely ridiculous. You cannot be throwing away carpet that is practically new. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's come up with something. And at that time, they were working on using bacteria for oil spills. That was around the Valdez oil spill. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, no, I'm sorry. It's, it was the one that was on on the um, the West Coast. And so they were seeing just how good these bacterias could do in <clears throat> breaking down organic waste. So he, we started working with chemists and came up with our formula and... The rest is history. It's just, you know, gone from there. Got it. And, and, and on the show, you know, we are all about science. So I, I, wanted, I want to hear more about this bacteria. What, what, tell me the science about why they, they work. Why does this bacteria work? What is it doing? Okay. Well, <clears throat> it is literally biodegrading that stain and odor. Say you take a hike out in the woods. You don't smell a lot of urine. So what happens is this... Our bacteria literally comes from the soil. So it is taken from the soil and put in some processes that make it grow faster. But it literally comes from the dirt. Um, there's many other things they can do with bacteria now. They're, you know, you can grow them from shrimp. It's, bacteria is in our world, and it's a good thing. So all of our bacteria is non-pathogenic. And what that means is non-pathogenic organisms are harmless to their hosts and may actually be beneficial. And so one thing that happens with bacteria, it, there aren't science, there's not the science yet to prove it, but the good bacteria out-eats bad bacteria. So in many situations where you might even have some 
pretty toxic organic waste, the good bacteria gets in there and they eat it so fast that they out eat the bad guys. So then they run out of food and they die off. So there's so many benefits to bacteria and what it's doing. Um, So one thing in the past, people always say bacteria, bad, scary, you know, we think of disease. Mm -hmm. Well, our bacteria is more like the bacteria that's in your yogurt or even your kombucha. And I don't know if you've ever looked at a bottle of kombucha, but for years we actually put our product in a clear bottle and people would call and they said, oh, there's this this gross looking thing in here. What is this? <laughs> so we thought, okay, now we'll go to an opaque bottle because obviously this is grossing people out. Right. But now that there's kombucha, everybody gets it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just like what's, that's like the strains of things that are in my beverage that I'm drinking in my body. So these are good germs. These aren't the kind of germs that people are going to be like, oh, I don't want that around my house and my pets and my family. This is good germ stuff. Good stuff. And it, um, it's, it's benefiting all of us. And so how it's working is bacteria, they're a living organism. So they're hungry. So what they do is they start out by they shed enzymes. And we've, we hear the term enzymes, but we think, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Enzymes break down organic waste. Mm. What bacteria does is it goes the next step. The enzymes break it down to make it its food, and it literally eats that. And you know, I always picture Pac-Man. That's <laughs> right where my mind goes because <laughs> something we can picture. So picture that little Pac-Man going waka, 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 and he's eating that stain and odor that is on in your carpet or on a piece of furniture or anything like that 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 your pet has done on cats, it might even be they might have got mad at you and sprayed on the wall. Yes. And those <laughs> pacmen go in there and start eating. Now, another thing that's great about bacteria is it grows because it's a living organism. That organic waste, which is potty, poop, somebody throws up, say you somebody you know cuts a paw or something and there's a little bit of blood that's the food source for our bacteria so it goes into that spot you pour that on there and it starts reproducing itself makes those enzymes enzymes start breaking it down and then those little bacteria just go in and start eating and eating and eating until there's nothing left they turn into water and carbon dioxide and go away and and so it basically it depending on how big the stain is it might take them more or less time to to get it removed. Exactly. It's not it's not like a chemical where you put it down and wipe it off. You put it down and you let it do its thing. You let it go to work and eat all that Stuff. you know stain and odor yeah. out of your So it may it, it's it's not an instantaneous process. It may take a day or two and if you've got a really bad situation which we have heard of many um it could take a, a few days or you you may have to use it a couple different times and it's important to keep it moist that was something that that for me when i was reading the directions i was like oh of course it's bacteria it has to stay moist right 
Right. It needs what it needs to survive is a food source and moisture. Mm-hmm. And then they just go. And they will continue. Bacteria can move. Now, they can't move. They're not like Olympic swimmers, but they <laughs> can move. So where there's moisture, they will move out into that area. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you put it down, you want to totally wet the whole area where that stain is because it, then it will get out into all of that. And it will also go down. It will go down into your pad mm-hmm. and from the pad down to the subfloor. And and, and and I want to make sure that people understand that, that this product is safe. And, you know, a lot of companies come claim to be safe, but sometimes it's just a marketing claim. But tell me about what safe means to Unique Natural. Okay. Um, and it, it is very important to us. So when we make our products, we really vet where the, where they come from, how they work. And one thing we've been using is the European Union because they seem to be a little more on the forefront of what is safe and mm-hmm. what is natural. Mm-hmm. So we use their standards more than some of the, the standards we have here in the United States. Um, we always, you know, on our, our MSDS sheets, which are the, the sheets that tell exactly how safe a product is. And I had a situation where somebody's dog actually licked this and they were panicked and they called the vet and the vet called me and he said, can you send me an MSDS? He said, oh, absolutely. And I sent it over and he's like, oh my gosh, this is, he said, I will assure my customer that there's no problem with this. This is a great safe product. So awesome. That's, that's, but it is a problem because what what you think is safe may be different from what I think is safe and what right. a particular mom blog thinks is safe. <laughs> we, we do have surfactants in our products and they we gravitate towards the ones that are approved for the cosmetic world. Mm-hmm. So if you can put it on your skin, then you can, it's going to be fine for your, your carpet, carpet. or your, yeah. Now, I want you to tell me real quick, because I know, I know you have some really funny stories, but tell me, what, what is the funniest thing that you've ever heard about used with your product to get out of carpets? Well, luggage is a popular one. Oh. And animals get so mad when their pet parents are going away that they will urinate on their luggage. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go somewhere, <laughs> and you, your piece of luggage smells horrible. So that's one of the most popular places. <laughs> I, I never even thought of it. That is so true, though. I've actually had that happen, and I've actually, like, thrown bags away. And that's exactly. Amazing. So you don't have to now. But, yeah, it's, that's an angry that's an angry pet. They do not like you to travel. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had that. Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming in today. The, the, tell us where we can get the product real quick. We are on, um, you can buy us online at uniquemm.com. That's our website. Mm-hmm. It will also show stores in your area. We love um, our independent pet stores, also Ace Hardware, Myers, and um, many independent hardware and pet stores around the U.S. Great. And we'll make sure that we put the link to your uh, your stuff online as well on our website. And hang tight, everyone, for our last segment. We're going to share some news about a new gadget that brings a dog bathroom indoors. Hang tight, pet lovers. We will be right back. 
Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, Back to the show. Thanks for joining us today, pet lovers. It's been a lot of fun talking about all these doo-doo things. Um, and I want to share a couple more things with you. Um, before I talk about doggy toilets, I want to share a story. And this story was actually the topic, uh, the story that inspired today's topic. And it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale of how tech can go horribly, horribly wrong. I saw this on Facebook a few months ago, and I've been I've been thinking about doing a, a show on this ever since. So I want to share this story. It's a post that was shared over 80, 180,000 times, and it's a tale of poo-woe. A man from Arkansas, his name is Jesse Newson, Newton, uh, shared this on his Facebook page. Here's his post. So last week, something pretty tragic happened in our household. It's taken me until now to wrap my head around it and find the words to describe the horror. It started off simple enough, something that's probably happened to most of you. Sometime between midnight and 1.30 a.m., our puppy Evie pooped on our rug in the living room. This is the only time she's ever done this, so it's probably because we forgot to let her out before we went to bed that night. Now, if you have a detective's mind, you may be wondering, how do we know that the poop occurred between midnight and 1 a.m.? We were asleep. How could I possibly know the time frame? Why, friends, that's because our Roomba starts at 1.30 a.m. every night while we sleep. And it found the poop. And so begins poop-tastrophe, the poop-op-ocalypse, the poopening. If you have a Roomba, please rid yourself of all distractions and absorb everything I'm about to tell you. Do not... Under any circumstance, let your Roomba run over dog poop. If the unthinkable does happen and your Roomba runs over dog poop, stop it immediately. Do not let it continue the cleaning cycle. Because if that happens, it will spread dog poop over every conceivable surface within its reach, resulting in a home that closely resembles a Jackson Pollock poop painting. By the way, uh, Pet Lover Geek listeners, there's a paint, there's a drawing that uh, Jesse did that goes along with this that I'll share on my Facebook page. 
Back to the story. It will be on your floorboards. It will be on your furniture legs. It will be on your carpets. It will be on your rugs. It will be in your, on your kids' toy boxes. If it's near the floor, it will have poop on it. Those awesome wheels, the ones that have checkered surface for better traction, left a 25-foot poop trail all over our house. Our lovable Roomba, who gets careful cleaning for us every night, looked like it had been mudding. Yes, mudding, like what you do with a Jeep on a pipeline road, only this time in poop. Then, when your four-year-old gets up at 3 a.m. to crawl in your bed, you'll wonder why he smells like dog poop. And then you'll walk into the living room, and you'll wonder why the floor feels slightly gritty. You'll see brown-encrusted, vaguely Roomba-looking shaped thing in the middle of the floor with a glowing green light, like everything's okay. It's proud of itself. It cleaned while you were asleep. Now, you were still half asleep at this point, but now you wake up pretty darn quickly. And then, the horror. Oh, the horror. So first, you clean the child. You scrub the poop off his feet and put him back into bed. But you don't bother cleaning your own food feet because you know what's coming. It's inevitable. It's coming at you like a freight train. Some folks would shrug their shoulders and get back into bed and deal with it in the morning. But you, you are not one of those people. You cannot go to sleep with a war zone of poop in the living room. So you clean the Roomba. You toss it in the bathtub to let it soak. You pull it apart piece by piece, wondering at what point you became an adult and assumed responsibility for 3.30 a.m. Roomba disassembly poop, poop cleanups. But at this point, it isn't just poop that's on your hands. It's smeared up to your elbows. You're, you had already heard that the Roomba could make a whirl hiss pop sound, and it sounded like electronics dying. And then you realize something. You forgot to pull out the battery before throwing it in the tub. But more on that later. Oh, and you're probably using profanity. You're inventing new types of profanity. You're saying things that would make Satan shudder in revulsion. You hope your kid has stayed in bed, because if he hears you talking like this, there's no way he's not ending up in prison. But then you get out the, camp, the carpet shampooer, and you push it up to the rug, the rug that started it all. And that shampooer, it just laughs at you. Because that rug, oh, that rug is going in the trash, folks. But you shampoo it anyway, because your wife loves that darn rug. And you know that she will ask you if you at least try to clean it first. And then you get out the paper towel rolls, idly wondering if you should invest in paper towel stock now. And then you blow through three, four rolls, wiping up poop. You get out spray bottles with bleach water and hose down the floorboards to let them soak because the poop is already dried and sunk in. Then out comes the steam mop and you take care of those 25-foot poop trails. And then, because, hey, it's already 6 a.m., you decide to go to bed. Let's finish this tomorrow, right? The next day, you finish taking that Roomba apart, scraping out all the tiny flecks of poop, and after watching a few YouTube instructional videos, you remove the motherboard to wash it with a toothbrush, then you bake it in the oven to dry, and you put it all back together, and of course, (laughs) it doesn't work. Because remember, at 3-something a.m., you heard that whirl-boop-hiss noise when it died its poopy death in the bathtub. But you really hoped that maybe the Roomba gods would have mercy on you, but no. Well, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, because after spending a week of researching how to fix this darn $400 Roomba without having to spend $400 again, including refurb units and new motherboards and new batteries, 
you finally decide to call the place where you bought it. That place called Hamaker, Hamaker and Schlimmer. Yeah, they have a funny name, but guess what? They have an awesome warranty. They claim that it's for life. And well, here's a reason. <laughs> so I called them and I told them the truth. My Roomba found dog poop and it precipitated World War III. And you know what they did? They replaced it. Yes, folks, they replaced the Roomba that ran over the dog poop and died a poopy, watery death in the bathtub by no fault of their own, of course. So mad props to them. If you're buying something expensive and they sell it, I recommend buying it from them. And remember, don't ever let your Roomba run over dog poop. Well, when I first read that story (laughs) and I saw the picture that accompanies it, really you have to see the picture because it's just hilarious. It does look like a Jackson Pollock picture of poop. Um, It reminds me that we do things all the time to bring technology into our lives and the best laid plans don't always go right. So whenever you are bringing any one of these pieces of tech into your home that we've talked about, know that nothing's going to be perfect. And uh, things like a Roomba running over poop at about 1.30 in the morning uh, can certainly make your life not easy like you were hoping it would be with the technology. And of course... This actually, uh, this particular story could have been avoided if we just had indoor dog toilets. You know what I mean? So um, I was looking at uh, some indoor dog toilet products because a friend of mine actually has been developing one. I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. But I thought, well, are there other things that are already out there um, that are ready to be purchased? A flushable dog purchase type of thing. So I, what I found is that there is a product out there called the Power Loo, and it's a flushable toilet for pet waste. But you know what? It's outdoor only. So back what Tom and I were talking about, about getting rid of all the poo bags and stuff like that, it's something that will definitely help you keep the poo out of the garbage because, like I mentioned, it should never go in yard waste or compost bin because it's full of a lot of nasty pathogens. But this this, uh, product, the Power Loo, is something that can hook up to your septic system and it can send the poo right out um, through the septic system. But it is an outdoor thing. It's basically a flushable garbage can for the outdoors. But... The product that I'm most excited about, and it's a friend of mine named Jenny Halliday, uh, who has invented it, and she's been working on it for years now. It finally has it patented. It's in the testing mode. It is a toilet that goes indoors, my friends. It is flushable. It connects to your sewer system. And imagine, it could be a lifesaver for so many people. If you live in a high-rise apartment, if you have a disability that makes it difficult to go outdoors all the time and to let your dog do his business, or maybe there's a weather issue. Not to mention just incredible applications at airports and hotels. It's a really exciting product. You should go on to their website and look at it. It is super duper cool. It's Hallilu, H-A-L-L-I-L-O-O.com. Look at the product, uh, the pictures that they've got there. Really awesome. Now, like I mentioned, it's still in the beta testing phase, so it is not available yet for sale. But as soon as it is out on the market and available for sale, I'm going to have Jenny Halliday come on the show and chat about her process to get this thing invented. As far as I'm concerned, if the dog toilet was able to come inside, that would make my everything. I would love that. So um, we're running out of time for today, pet lovers. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, us talking about dog poo and pee and cats and all these things today. I know that it was a funny topic. Thanks so much to Marcy Kosky. She Again, she's from FelineBehaviorSolutions.com. Tom Arnold, the CTO of Pet Hub, our sponsor at PetHub.com. And Julie Holmes from Unique 
pet, natural pet products, you can reach her at uniqueproductsmm.com. All those will be up on our website uh, later today. Thanks for, so much to them for helping me with all this great potty talk. Please tune in next week because we are going to talk about some really great tech products for traveling pet parents, things that will help you see them and talk to them while you're gone, things that will help you keep track of them should they get lost, all sorts of things that are important to have when you are on your road, either with or without your pets. But until then, pet lovers, snuggle with those fur kids, have a possum weekend, and we will see you back next week. you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host Lori and Clemens for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.